Welcome to the shit show of my 20s. My name's Sophia, and I am so glad you're here. I am a 20-something in my early 20s, and I was going through my fair share of shit show moments, and I'm sure there's more shit show moments to come. So much fun. But it's while I was going through these moments, I was realizing I'm probably not the only 20-something who feels this way. So I decided to start this podcast back in 2020, and it's been incredible. And I love interviewing these inspiring people. And I hope that through these stories, you're able to see yourself in these stories. And it would mean the absolute world to me if you would share it with a friend as well as leave me a review on iTunes. It makes a huge difference. I put so much time and energy into this podcast and it would mean the world to me. So without further ado, let's get started. Today's guest is Lexi DIY, and I loved chatting with her. She is a full-time content creator. She has almost 2 million followers on TikTok, and she has such an incredible journey. We go into how she got into the DIY space and her video, how her videos started to go viral, and then we also go into how her and her husband have grown and evolved since they got married at 20 till now at 27 and how they've been really been able to build and grow their relationship. We go into tips she has for if you want to start your first DIY project and maybe you're overwhelmed by the thought of the whole project and we go into her tips for if you want to become a content creator and so much more. So excited for you guys to listen to this episode. Let's get started. So thank you so much, Lexi, for joining me today. I'm really looking forward to getting to know you. So love to start. Tell me about your 20s. Feel free to include any shit show moments you're going to resonate with. Let's start there. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. You know, my 20s have been really interesting so far. Started out at 20, getting married to the love of my life, my husband, Dustin, which was quite interesting you know, I'm happy that we got married. Do I recommend people getting married at 20? It worked out for us, but I think we're the exception to the rule. (laughs) So that was really interesting. Uh, My husband's in the military. And so we've moved in our 20s seven times in seven years. And yeah, uh, there have been so many like trials and tribulations along the way. You know, moving is extremely stressful. And, um, you know, him being deployed was really stressful. And so I kind of was really lost, honestly, until I was like 25. And then that's when I started doing TikTok. And I kind of, you know, found my way into something that I loved. And it kind of just all fell into place. But you know, still at 27, I am definitely, um, you know, still in that 20s trying to figure it out. Like I'm doing better, but, you know, have a way to go. So. Mm. Wow. And I'm curious, I kind of want to go back, like constantly kind of moving, you know, like kind of like not being able to get attached to one place because, you know, you might move soon. How has that been for you? Like, how have you been able to like really like even with the moves, like still like have certainty in terms of like, like you might move and like, how did you kind of process all that? Yeah, so it's really interesting. I actually think that, you know, my love for like making my house a home and interior design and stuff is because it was really the only thing I could control. You know, we, I didn't really have a say and nor did my husband on where we would move, when we would move, what time frame we would need to be somewhere by. And yeah, that was, it was really difficult. I think it's a hard life to live. So I am just grateful that I have like the best partner, but yeah, the the way that I would deal with it is I would redecorate the entire house as soon as we got there or apartment. And it kind of forced me to be able to adapt and make anywhere home. So I would just try to focus on the fact that like, yeah, I get to redecorate a house again. And I get to, you know, make it how I want to feel better. But it was definitely like very difficult. 
Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That instead of focusing on like what you don't have, you focus on what you did. And then it turned into you know, this like incredible TikTok, like YouTube channel, like everything that's manifested for you. It's incredible. And like, I'm curious because like, I'm sure like the person you and your partner were at 20 is like nothing like what you guys are like now. Like, what do you think allowed you guys to go from like being so young, you know, not having many things like figured out at 20, kind of like just figuring it out together to being able to be together now and really grow your relationship as you grow together? Yeah, I think, you know, so the interesting thing is we did get a lot of feedback when we told everybody we're going to get married. And they were like, wait a second, are you sure? And I'm like, yes, because I I really found like the most rare human being, I think, on the planet. He is like so supportive and very much, you know, he understood that I was really kind of not giving up a lot because I don't look at it like that. But in a sense, that's how maybe some people would look at it. You know, I ended up dropping out of college because I just, I didn't want to be without him. But to be clear, I probably would have dropped out of college anyway. So, um, (laughs) and, you know, taking on this challenge of moving. I mean, the first year we actually moved three times in that one year. So like that was just really difficult, but he was so supportive of my dreams and just kind of vice versa. And I think that we are very unique in the fact that like we knew what we wanted and that was like to be married and, you know, to eventually start a family. And so I think that we were just like really on the same page as far as like our foundation of our relationship. And we've definitely grown a lot, you know, as individuals, but I think at like our core, we are still really the same people with the same like values and work ethic and drive and passion and things like that. So I think that has really been just like the best thing for us. And when your spouse is deployed, the only thing that you can do is communicate. And that communication is like so vital. So that really like can make or break a lot of couples. And for us, it really just kind of strengthened our bond and made us realize, you know, how like so lucky we were when he wasn't deployed. And yeah, it's been like really challenging, but also like just very beautiful. I'm happy that we had to go through that because it's definitely made us who we are now. Mm, It's beautiful. From that, you got the great communication that was kind of like forced into like having to have that in order to keep the relationship really strong. And then you also got the greater appreciation when he was there because he had the time apart. So you got to take away that into your relationship. And that's really cool for the foundation. That's beautiful. And like, of course, I have to ask, you probably have some moving tips that we can all use from like all those moves. So I'm curious, what's something you think we don't do right with moves or what's something you think we could do better with moves to make them better or easier? Honestly, hire somebody. (laughs) We, you know, we've done a lot of moves ourselves, and I do have plenty of tips like, you know, don't take your clothes off the hanger, put a trash bag around them, tie it up. Make it easier on yourself when you get there. Do a lot of those, you know, vacuum seal bags and uh, use like foam plates in between your dinnerware and, you know, things like that. But if I have to be honest, moving is really stressful. And so if you can hire somebody to come pack up your house, luckily the Navy does pay for that. So in situations where we had enough time to, you know, schedule through the Navy somebody to come pack up our house that was definitely a lot less stressful. So I would highly recommend that. But if not, start packing a lot sooner than you think. (laughs) Yeah, we always have more things than we realize. (laughs) Oh, yes, you never realize how much stuff you have until you start packing. And you're like, how did I acquire all of this? It's wild. Yeah. And then I feel like there's a minimalist phase afterwards of like, I'm going to do minimal purchases after this. So the yeah. next move is easier. Yeah. Away everything, like donating everything. And yeah, it's always a very interesting time when we when we have to move. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I'm curious, like going back to like getting into the DIY space. I don't know. I feel like it's like it could be like a bit like intimidating. I feel like it could be kind of like a lot. Like I'm curious, like what was your journey into like the DIY space and like what was it about it that you're like I want to continue to do this like I think this is really like my thing yeah so I had always kind of been like very artsy my grandfather was an artist and he had a little like studio in his garage and so I always kind of did stuff like that 
that. And they just like encouraged us to do that. And I really kind of started though out of like necessity because you know, so like in our first apartment, I wanted marble side tables, but I couldn't afford them. So I went to Ross and I got this like little table that had a wood top. It was like on clearance for $10. And then I went to the hardwood or the hardware store and I just bought a marble tile and I just glued it on top. And that was kind of just like a, I'm not willing to settle for, you know, what I want uh, just because I can't afford it. So I'm going to make it. And then it really started to kick off when, you know, I mentioned that my husband and I got married at 20, but we, we got married in a courthouse. And so we always wanted this big wedding. And on our five-year wedding anniversary, actually in 2020, we did have our big wedding. And again, I just like, wasn't really willing to compromise on exactly what I wanted. But I remember looking at these marble tile place cards and they were going to be like $8 each for my guests. And I was just like, no, there's no way I can do that. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to make these. And I had already kind of been making some stuff here and there. And I was on TikTok kind of posting videos about my special needs dog and not really knowing, you know, like I had gained like 10,000 followers. I'm like, I don't know if I want to do. And then I was like, you know what, I'm just like, I'm already making this. I'm going to share it. And I shared that video and I remember within like a day it had a million views and I was just like, oh my gosh. And I think what really kept me going to share it was there was so many other brides and they were just like, thank you so much for showing us this because like, I feel like I can do this now. Like, I feel like I can have my dream wedding and make, you know, the things that I might not be able to afford. So it was a really cool moment for me. It was just like this community. And then like, I knew that I wanted to do, you know, something creative and I had always wanted to flip houses. That was like, I was watching HGTV at like 15 with, you know, my dad and just like, I'm going to do that one day. And I just, I loved it. I loved design. And so then after the wedding, my husband and I, we were living in the first house that we bought, which was like beautifully renovated, but it was not in the best area. And after our wedding, things started getting really bad. Uh, There was like shots outside of our house every single night. And, you know, people were trying to break into our cars and it was just like, it had escalated very quickly. And so we were like, we can't live here anymore. We knew that there was a potential looming move out of state coming up, but we had talked to, you know, who we could, or Dustin did, and they were like, no, I think we'll be able to get you guys to stay here for your shore duty. So um, we were like, you know what, let's take a chance. And if we end up having to move, we end up having to move. And the only, like, it was peak of COVID. And there, we had put offers on 10 houses. And I was really looking for something with really just like cosmetic things. And um, then we found our first like fixer upper, the hot mess house. And it kind of all just like kept rolling. I was like, there's no way I cannot keep doing these things and showing people that they can do it. So I just kind of started making the projects more difficult. And then instead of a wedding, it was a house. And it was literally the best decision that we ever made. Mm, Wow, that's a big jump from a wedding to a house. Like a house is not not an easy ordeal. Did you have any like hesitations come up about this is kind of like a big project? Like this isn't like just like a simple thing. Like this is going to take, I don't know, months, you know, maybe a year. I don't know how long it's going to take. But what kind of came up for you prior? Oh my gosh, it was a real process. And it was it was really scary. We were supposed to, you know, initially, it was just excitement, you know, we had got the house, we were really excited, we're waiting to close. And we had already closed on our other house. And we had like a week in between. So we just went to my parents, because my husband was able to get some time off. um, And they live in South Carolina, and we were in Virginia at the time. And then I remember getting a call. And our realtor being like, there's a lien on the house for $30,000 and you might have to walk away from it. And so then that just put like this whole like turmoil on everything, but inventory was so low and prices were rising and we couldn't really even get into contact with anybody from the city because everything was still shut down with COVID. So trying to get the lien removed was really, really interesting. So my husband and I left our dogs with my parents and came back to Virginia. 
We stayed with some friends for a while and then we lived out of a hotel. We actually didn't end up closing until late February when we were supposed to be in like well before Christmas. So I think I will at that point I wasn't scared about the renovation. I was scared about being homeless and not having anywhere to go and but I remember we got the keys early and when we walked in, you know, my husband before he was nervous about the renovation, I was just excited. And when we walked into the house and realized how bad it was, like we hadn't been back in a while, I had this full panic moment and he was so excited. And I was just like, oh my gosh, what have I gotten myself into? Like I was fully panicked and, you know, had just gone through all of this stress with, you know, where are we going to live? Is this going to work out? And all of that. And yeah, it was a full moment of like, did I really just like jump off into the ocean without knowing how to swim? (laughs) Well, did you do like any like home projects like this prior to it? Or was this like your first project like this? And like, where where do you start? (laughs) Yeah. So I, we had done like, we stained our deck in our first house very poorly, might I add, now that I look back at it. And I had painted some walls and that was the extent. We didn't own like really any tools except some screwdrivers and a drill and a hammer. And honestly, I just started by making sure that the house was clean. It was like so disgusting. There was actually so much like dust in the carpet. It broke my vacuum. (laughs) So that was really funny. And then really, I just started with the smaller, more attainable projects that I felt comfortable with, like painting. You know, I knew how to paint a wall. And so that's what I was going to do. I always say that a can of paint can literally change an entire space. So that was definitely like my first thing that I did was paint. And then from there, I would just think like, okay, well, what would this look like if it was my dream home? And I really just started like watching YouTube videos or sometimes I would jump into a project just like absolutely blind, just like I'll figure it out. And if not, there's YouTube. And I just kind of worked my way up and there was a lot of struggles along the way learning how to do things. And now I feel like so much more confident in what I'm doing. So if I, I always tell people like if I can do it, you can definitely do it. I love that. Yeah. And so for someone who like, maybe like, it's like a small project in their home, they're worried about messing up a cabinet or something. They don't want to create a problem that like someone else has to come and fix. Like, where do you think is like a good like DIY project to start at that could be like a really good starting place if you feel like intimidated or overwhelmed? Yeah, I mean, definitely. So If you're scared to mess anything up, I think the best thing also to just note is anything can be fixed. It might take time and it might take more money, but anything can be fixed. So I think that's really important to think about, but I would pick the room that you spend the most time in in your house and maybe just, you know, paint an accent wall or buy new pillows or uh, find like that one piece that you know, you just this rug that you've had your eye on forever. And even like, you don't have to go quickly. But I think if you can really make your space, just one space in your house that you're so proud of, and you just feel so relaxed when you go sit down in it, it kind of makes you feel like, wow, I I put this together. I did this. That can of paint made a huge difference. And my new pillows made a huge difference. You know, it's these small little things that once you come to at the end, you're like, oh my gosh, I need to do this to my entire house. And it's kind of just like a form of self-expression. So I would just say, it depends on what's most important to you. Um, So maybe like if you don't like your linoleum floors, like put peel and stick over it. I did it. It's fine. Like not everybody's going to have the resources to pull it up and to put down hardwood floors, you know? So like, I think really just doing something that you feel inspired to do in your home would be where to start because if you're inspired to do it versus just it being like a simple project I think and it can be a simple project but uh that is where you're going to see a lot more results and it's going to be exciting so then you're going to want to keep doing it 
Mm. That's so good to break it down to one room versus looking at the whole house and being like, oh my gosh, like, where do I start? Like, just thinking about that one room that you really want to be able to change and starting there and then carrying that momentum into like the rest of the house and like going back to like you know like the hot mess lake house (laughs) renovation what's the biggest lesson you feel like so far is the renovation done is it still currently like being done like as well yeah so we are we are mid renovation I actually just laid the floors in my office which is the room I'm sitting in yes or like two days ago and I finally finished painting the trim and I was like I have to be on a call tomorrow. Like I need to get my background good to go. I need to get my office set back up. So yeah, it's um, it's been very crazy. I think the biggest lesson that I've learned is get as many quotes as you possibly can if you need to hire a contractor. We've been going through quite a situation with the stucco on the outside of our house. And we had used contractors really just like one time we had used a plumber in our in the original hot mess house, but it was somebody that we knew very well. He was a friend and here we didn't know anybody. So it was just a very, it's been very interesting. Um, get as many quotes as you can. That's the biggest lesson I've learned so far. Yeah. And is this like your dream house that you're creating right now? Or do you see it like as an Airbnb or what do you see it as? So I feel like it is my dream house in a lot of senses. I mean, I dream very big. So I think that's kind of like sometimes a problem for me. But I think it's my dream house for like this stage of my life. You know, Dustin and I uh, know that we won't stay in New Jersey more than likely. And so I'm creating it to be my dream home while I'm here. And I definitely feel like we will probably make it an Airbnb because I don't see myself being able to get rid of it. If I'm being honest, I'm so attached to it. And I was so attached to our first home. And I actually really wanted to make that an Airbnb um, because I felt like the whole internet was behind me, you know, and they like, it could have been such a cool experience because they were helping me pick the tile and the paint colors and all these different things along the way. So I thought that it would be really cool, but it was just out of necessity. Like we needed the money uh, to be able to afford a house here. And it was really important that we, you know, bought a house so that I could continue you know, my business. And so yeah, it was really interesting. I definitely know now, though, that I will be keeping this house. And definitely, you know, whether it be renting it out long term or on Airbnb. Yeah, if when we move, because I know it will happen. (laughs) Yeah, I think that we will keep it fingers crossed that we'll be in a position to do that. Yeah. And like, go, I want to go back to like, when you started creating on TikTok, I'm wondering, like, was there a moment like, were you always motivated to create content? Like in the beginning? Did you have any like struggles with like having your content do well at the beginning? Or were you like able for it to do well in the beginning and just like really consistent with it? So I, you know, when I was doing my wedding stuff, it was like, I was just excited because it was all happening so fast. I was definitely stressed out. I would be very stressed out if a video didn't do well or things like that. And I was actually making like additional things outside of what I was actually legitimately making for my wedding because people would ask me like, oh, can you do a centerpiece with like these colors? And like, this is my budget. And so I was like trying to juggle all of it and it was really difficult, but I was just like in my element. Like I just loved creating. So I think once I started realizing that I was creating for myself and for other people who really were inspired by it. And I knew that if I could just show one person that they could do it, that that was enough for me. And when I really started thinking about it that way, it was a lot easier to not really care about the views. Because I think that you get to this point when you're on social media where you know it does well and you But at the same time, you want to switch it up and you want to be able to do something else creative. And so I think that was really difficult for me. I remember being like, is anybody going to watch me do this house? Like, is anybody 
going to care. And I had posted a video and at the time I had uh, 600,000 followers. So like definitely not a small amount by any mean, but they were all there for my wedding. And I was just absolutely terrified. And there was this lull period of, you know, we were technically homeless living out of a hotel and I'm trying to do Dollar Tree DIYs and film them in hotel rooms. And like, it was a really difficult place to be. And then I posted the first part and immediately it had like 2 million views in one day. And I was just like, okay, I'm supposed to do this. But I, even if it wasn't for the first one, like popping off the way that it did, I feel like I still would have kept going just because I still have that mentality in the back of my mind. Like I do not create for anything but my own happiness. So it's hard. You have to really balance that. And it sometimes it gets difficult because you're like, you see the views and it is your business. But at the end of the day, if you just stay creating for yourself, then you can really keep it like attainable. Yeah. Yeah, it could get very like draining if you focus only on the views versus focusing on the reason why you started doing the content in the first place and coming back to that place. And let's say like all your accounts like disappeared today, like they all just vanish. What would you want to do today? Is there anything you would do differently in terms of your strategy or what would you start doing today if that were to happen? Oh, that question gave me such anxiety. (laughs) No, if that happened, honestly, I would be like, okay, I'm going to start a new account. And I think there is some things that I definitely would do differently if I had the knowledge of what I have have learned so far. And I think that would be to maybe get a little bit further ahead on your content before you start posting, be consistent, and maybe don't read all of the comments. That would probably be one of them. And I would probably also be building out like my email list and different things like that because, you know, you never know what's going to happen. So although you work very hard to make your TikTok or, you know, things like that, it can be taken away. And that's for sure. And the other thing that I would do if all my accounts went to zero is I would focus a lot more on YouTube. YouTube is much more sustainable than short form content. And they have short form content now, but it is kind of like, I always call it my content creator like savings account because it's a lot more predictable than TikTok or Instagram. So that's where I would really focus my energy. Mm, yeah. And did, when, when did you start your YouTube channel? So interestingly enough, I actually started my YouTube channel before I started TikTok. I started it in, it was either 2018 or 2019, and it was while my husband was on deployment. And he uh, used to edit videos a lot. So he had Final Cut Pro on his computer, and I had no idea how to use it. But I needed something to keep my mind off the fact that my best friend in the entire planet was out in harm's way and that I couldn't really talk to him. So I did the only thing that I knew how to do to make me feel any sense of control. And that was I redecorated my living room. And I remember filming it and it was just like such this task. And it was so difficult to edit. I mean, it took me probably like four days to edit a 15 minute video. And I was just Googling how to do this on Final Cut Pro, you know, how to do this. And it was a really interesting experience, but it took so much out of me that I was like, oh, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can do this. And so I had made a few videos and I wasn't getting much traction. I was like, eh, I'll maybe one day. Maybe one day when Dustin's back and he can edit my videos for me. And then, you know, I just downloaded TikTok like everybody else. And when that kind of started taking off, I was like, okay, maybe I should circle back to YouTube. So it was a very interesting like situation because I had definitely, I knew that I wanted to do that, but for a long time, I didn't know what I was going to make content about. Like I was just making content about the most random things. And I feel like a lot of people do that at first. And then once I found something that I knew was like sustainable and that it wouldn't, I could build an audience that cared about that and kind of keep my channel geared around that. I was like, okay, this can work now. So 
Mm. I love that. And that's so helpful to have someone who knows how to edit around you. Yeah. <laughs> that is so helpful. And I like, let him edit my videos. I won't let him touch anything now. But um, no, <laughs> no. Um, but it was helpful to learn how to edit. So <laughs> I got it now. <laughs> I don't want you. But yeah, I'm curious, like with like, when you're like looking for like furniture in a space, I was thinking about the story that you mentioned earlier about like creating your own table. Do you typically like create furniture? or Do you typically buy furniture? And do you have any particular brands you like to go to in terms of decorating? Yeah, so it's interesting. And I'm actually kind of like struggling with this right now. Because I like there are many different brands that I absolutely love and I adore, but they're just like not realistic for like the majority of, you know, a normal family or person's like price point. And so, and like me too, like I had, you know, with everything that was going on with like the stucco on the outside of our house and there's like a beam under the house that like we might have to like replace and there's just like so much stuff. So I'm like, I need to keep things budget friendly. That's really difficult, but I'm, I'm having trouble finding furniture and um, rugs in particular to scale that are what I want um, because we have like a vaulted ceiling. So that makes every, like all of our furniture from our last house looks so tiny, even though it, it fits, it just looks so tiny because of the ceilings and yeah, it's been difficult. So I sometimes will create furniture, but for me, that's a little harder just because I don't know. I, I know how much I can get done in a span of time. And I'm like, I want to do this entire room. So I prefer to buy furniture if I can find it, but it's becoming really hard for me. And honestly, I'm, I've been considering and, you know, playing with the idea of making my own furniture line and try, I've been trying to source things. And this has been like, a year in the making, but I still don't know if it will ever happen because it's such a difficult like thing. But like, I would love to come out with like my own rugs and my own furniture and my own decor and art and just like fake plants, Uh, you know, just, I have so many ideas, but yeah, it's really difficult to find everything. So I would just say that normally I don't necessarily stick with like one brand in particular. I mean, I love Target, just like I think majority of people do and it's at an affordable price point which is nice and other than that I just use like I find inspiration pictures and then I use the google search like the image search and I try to find dupes of like more affordable ways that I can achieve that look so yeah I mean like Amazon and Overstock and Wayfair and those kind of websites are definitely super helpful when you're trying to find something that's at least somewhat affordable but yeah it is a challenge (laughs) yeah yeah I was curious if you had anything because like it is hard to find furniture (laughs) I was curious what you do there but yeah and like out of like all the projects you've done do you have like a favorite or like do you have any one you like more than the other yeah I mean, throughout this entire process, there's been so many different projects that I've done in each house. And weirdly enough, my favorite project that I did was not for myself. It was for my parents. Um, I did a laundry room makeover last Christmas when we were there and it wasn't anything like super elaborate. And if I'm being honest, I didn't get to do everything that I wanted to do because I wish that I had more time. But for me, it was really cool to like take somebody else's, you know, what they needed in a space, what my parents needed and mesh that functionality with something that was beautiful. And it was just really cool to do it for somebody else. So like, that's one of my favorite projects projects of all time. And I would say right now in this house, my favorite thing is the flooring that I, you know, I'm still kind of mid project, but around, I would say like 60% of the house is done. And it just has made such the biggest impact. So I'm really, really proud of that. And I just really love it so much. So I think that's my favorite project I've done for myself so far. And what color is the flooring? So it is this color called Beechwood. And it's kind of like this perfect neutral tone which was very very hard to find I went through probably 20 to 30 flooring samples because I'm crazy and it's like not 
too gray, but it's not like too dark. It's like this perfect neutral, like timeless kind of color. And I was really excited because I got to work with the company that actually manufactures it. And that was really cool because I had gone through all of these samples and I loved their floor. And so the fact that they wanted to work with me was like so exciting. And yeah, it's been like, it was the first time that I had laid, you know, like luxury vinyl plank and I am just like obsessed with it. So yeah, totally in love. That's so cool. Did they reach out to you after or did you reach out to them like while you were looking at floors? Yeah. So I, it was actually something really funny. I had posted a video and I had all these flooring samples on my floor in in one of the parts of the series. And I was like, I hate all of them. (laughs) And so I had seen like literally that day I was searching and I found them online and I was going the next day to my local flooring manu- like uh, company that actually works with the company Happy Feet and to go look at their floor. And I remember getting an email and I cried. <laughs> I cried because they said, we saw your, uh, your video and we would really love it if our floors were the ones that, you know, get to live in the hot mess lake house. And I was like, I literally like, oh my gosh. I was just like, I could cry thinking about it. I remember turning to my husband and be like, they want to work with me. So like, it was kind of this like kismet kind of situation. And I was just like, wow so cool and it was like a really like I don't know just like humbling moment for me for somebody to be like we want to make sure it's our floors and to be the one that I liked after I had looked through like so many (laughs) so many samples it was just like felt very meant to be and I love them and they are literally they're my favorite company I've ever worked with wow that's so cool you literally like I don't like any of these floors and then like the universe gives you someone who has like the floors that you like like that's incredible (laughs) Yes, I am like a huge believer in manifestation. And I just think that these floors were meant to be and then I think that I manifested them getting here earlier, because I was like, you know what, they're not supposed to be here for a week, I'm gonna rip up my carpet anyway. And then I just ripped up my carpet and I went outside to like set up my camera because I was throwing carpet rolls out of my window. (laughs) And I was like, Oh my gosh, there is a big pallet of flooring in my driveway. And I was like, well, I just manifested that. That's so cool. What's your like favorite thing you've manifested so far? Honestly, I think my favorite thing that I've manifested so far is this house. I'm like very into vision boards and writing things down that you want, even if even if those things seem absolutely insane. And so last year, I had made a vision board with this house that had, you know, these big vaulted ceilings and a black fireplace and and skylights. And it was crazy because after we had just recently like somewhat recently finished the fireplace and sort of like, you know, taking the beams down in the living room. And we were looking for something in the garage because, you know, we're not, we're still not fully unpacked. And my husband found my vision board and he brought it inside and I was standing in our living room and it was, I mean, almost identical. And we just started crying. We were just like, I, I could cry thinking about it because I was just like, I definitely manifested this. Like I worked my butt off, but I put out exactly what I wanted and like I was able to do it. So that was like a very, very cool moment. We were like, it's really cool to like look back at your vision boards and be like, oh my gosh. And then on, you know, one that I had made before, like even after I had kind of flopped on YouTube and I decided I wasn't going to do it. And before I had ever posted a video on TikTok, it was like, uh, get 5 million followers on TikTok. I have reached 5 million yet but I know that I will and it was just really interesting because like that was like such a ridiculous goal I had never even made a video and also a YouTube plaque was on that board and again I had made some videos but I didn't know how I was gonna get there but I was like if I put it down it will happen so yeah there's been a lot of things that have been really cool but that was definitely the coolest 
Mm, I love that. And it's like, that's so cool getting to see that. Like, this is real. Like, this is actually tangible. Like, this isn't something in a board anymore. Like, this is actually my house. Yes. And, uh, wow. and like, Crazy. yeah. And I'm curious, like, with your belief system, right? Because that's another, f- I feel like, big thing. Like, to say even 5 million when you don't have, like, any followers, like, that's a big deal to be able to, like, have that belief. Like, have you always had, like, that belief system? Or what's something that kind of happened prior that allowed you to say, like, even though, like this isn't something I can see this isn't something tangible this isn't even something I know that can happen I'm still gonna believe it anyway you know honestly I just think that I've always been somebody who like thinks I can literally do anything I won't say that I'm confident that I can do anything all of the time but I am like a big dreamer and I just always have been and you know sometimes those dreams like don't turn into a reality but it's because something else is supposed to happen for you like I'm a huge believer in that and I just like I think sometimes you get to the point where like you're at this almost like rock bottom you know where you have no idea what you want to do with your life you have no idea how in the heck you would even get to somewhere that you wanted to go and I think when I was just at that place I was like well what's the harm in just being delusional I mean honestly it's like Having a dream is really like it is the best way to get what you want and that seems really weird to say because of course everybody has hopes and dreams but when you write it down and you like focus your energy on that and you work backwards from that large goal like you you it could be just like the most ridiculous thing and then in your brain you're not thinking you know I don't know I always thought of it not in like well how am I gonna get there it was like how do I work backwards and then take these tiny little steps that will lead to this step that will you know eventually lead to my goal so I don't know it was honestly I was just delusional and I still say that to myself and when anybody asks me like what's your biggest advice like for absolutely anybody and I'm like be delusional and just believe in yourself and know that if you want something to happen it can and you do have to work really hard for it but you have to be delusional because when people tell you that like I remember people being like oh your little TikTok it's like so cute or whatever and you know I would have people say like oh well you know why are you like taking so much time to do this because I'd be like oh I can't go I have to edit a video and they'd be like you're not making any money and I'm like it doesn't matter I'm going to and so yeah it was just like being delusional and believing in myself even when you don't actually believe in yourself you just have to like fake it until you make it and know that somehow it will work out I know that's like super corny but it's what I've done so far and it's working (laughs) yeah it's definitely working (laughs) but like a couple things like one have they come back and said your tiny tiktok channel is obviously not tiny anymore (laughs) come back you know what's funny is most people are like and they had no ill intention right like I don't think that they did it hurt my feelings actually a lot at the time because I was just like I literally put so much hard work into this and yeah so for a while I was just like okay I'm just gonna prove them wrong but then they would come to me and be like you should make a TikTok about this or like you should do this or like you know kind of like asking for advice on maybe how they can start on TikTok and I was just like you know of course I'll tell you everything I know but it was just funny to see that like flip from like oh this is kind of cringy that you're doing this to like wow you are like making a name for yourself you are actually like doing it and that was like it was really cool because I just it was it was hard to see people that like you really love and care about be like I don't know kind of make fun of what you're doing doing and they're like uh tiktok's not a career here to say it is (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's funny how like first it's like cringe and then second it's like wait 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 i need one great one (laughs) what are you doing and then it goes into that path and another thing I wanted to highlight is going back to being delusional Mm -hmm. I think that's an incredible piece of advice because like what areas of our life can we be delusional about and see where that goes versus like you know being like realistic you know (laughs) or being like doing the straightforward path like where can we be delusional like what areas are that for us or like in our life you can be 
delusional about anything. Like that TikTok sound that's like, be delusional, be delusional. I'm like, this is my favorite because I love, I love when I see a video with that because it's people that like are so far from their goals, but they are making it happen for themselves. And that is like, oh, that like lights a fire inside of me. I love, like, I love to see people win. So when I see that, I'm like, yes, you can do it. Like you can, it's crazy and it's going to be hard work, but like you, you can. So it's just like, what's the harm in it, right? Like what's the harm in thinking that you could be an actress or like a musician or whatever you're passionate about? There's no harm in trying because in the back of your mind, if you're you're always going to wonder like, what if I was delusional? What if I had really gone all in on it? And I just never want to have that thought. I never want to have regret. So I think, yeah, everybody should be delusional about absolutely everything. Yeah. Be delusional, everyone. Let's all be delusional together. (laughs) But yeah, but like, I'm wondering if there's like something you could speak upon upon like, like someone who maybe like they're in their 20s, like early 20s, like they don't necessarily know what they're good Mm -hmm. at. They don't necessarily know like what their creative passions are. Like they don't necessarily know even like what they could create content about. Maybe they think they don't have any content that they could create like where would you suggest starting if they they kind of want to be able to like start that discovery process yeah I think the the easiest way for me to like draw that out of somebody is what would you do in your day-to-day life if money wasn't an object if you didn't have to work if it was purely for your own joy and sometimes people are like I don't know because I've never been able to get my mind out of the place where I am now of like, I have to go to work and then I, you know, have to come home and clean my house. And, and so I always encourage people to just like have an unattainable goal, like really think about it. Because I think a lot of people don't even ever come up with such a dream. Like they're just in it, it can be really difficult when like you're living paycheck to paycheck, and you're just trying to put food on the table. It's hard to imagine yourself doing something other than what you're doing, because it's really taking so much of your energy, but like what fills your cup. And I think if you can find that, and even just for a second, put yourself in a place of like, okay, well, you know, when I was a kid, I really liked to color. So maybe you just get adult coloring books and you start coloring and you set your phone up right next to you and you make a video of you coloring because it's just what you love to do. And that gave you some sort of peace in the day. And then maybe it pops up on somebody else's for you page and they're like, wow, that looks really fun. Like I used to love to color. I'm going to color too. It looks really relaxing. And like, it's just like small little things like that. And I think too, people really underestimate the value of like just showing people your real life. Authenticity is, you know, I think we're coming out of this age where it needed to be like a YouTube production with like a studio and the right lighting and the right camera and these curated Instagram photos. And now it's just like, no, but like, are you a good person? Are you like, do you also have four piles of laundry that you need to get done this week? You know, like, it's just these things that like, people are so tired of seeing like the curated, like unrealistic life. Like, yes, I have a beautiful backdrop. But like, I, uh, like, I show my mess all the time. I'm like, Oh, my garage is horrible. Like, look at this, like, all of my other rooms are just filled with like tools scattered everywhere. And whatever. And so I think just uh, showing your authenticity. And then as you do that, and you are showing people like who you are, and just like you're making a salad, you really like apples, like, you know, whatever these little things are, I think people really underestimate the value of those like tiny, minute little things that you love. So I think just creating content around your life in general is a really great place to start because then you can kind of figure out like, well, what do I really like want to make a video about? Like, what am I excited when I make a video about this? You know, so it's a it's definitely like the number one challenge to becoming a content creator is literally just starting. I think if you just 
throw a bunch of stuff at the wall and you see what feels good, that's the best place to start. Mm, We're going back to spaghetti and throwing the spaghetti at the wall. (laughs) That's essentially what we're doing, going back there, but with content and going back into like the imaginary place where we used to be. It's so interesting, right? Like I feel like a lot of like getting older is unlearning. So like we're unlearning all the stuff and we're like going back to like, remember when I used to color? Like remember when I used to just paint because I wanted to or this? Yeah, exactly. Remember when I just did something for the pure joy of it? I had no bills. I had no... like thought of how I was going to put dinner on the table that night. Like, you know, it's a hard place to take yourself back to. And I feel like also just millennials in general, we have lived through so much like generational trauma from just all of the changes in the world and how fast paced things have gone as we've grown up. And so I think that also like kind of plays a factor into everything. And I do feel like people are figuring out that, you know, if you really just focus on what you love, like success will follow it. I feel like that is a guarantee. And I think that people would be like, okay, you're delusional. That's crazy. I want to do like underwater basket weaving. Like, I don't think that's very profitable. Like, no, where there's a will, there's a way and you can make it. So if you're passionate about something, like just do it. Because the one thing that you can't get back is time. And I wish I would have started earlier. I really do. Because time is your friend. It is your friend and it goes by quick. So mm-hmm. you're incredible. Thank you. <laughs> and I have a final question for you. If you were to go back in time and talk to your 20 year old self, what would you want to tell her? Or if you want to tell her nothing, that's an option as well. Okay. I would definitely want to tell her like, you know what? Be delusional. Like I was so worried at 20 what people thought about me. I mean, I just remember being like, I'm about to get married. And I barely had told like anybody that I worked with. I didn't tell like really that many people. And I was really worried about what everybody was going to think about it. And I had to know I, I had dropped out of college. And I was just in this really like I was in the ha- a very happy place in my life because like I love my husband and that was definitely like the right decision for us to get married but I was also in this weird place where I was like I'm a wife uh I don't know what like I don't know what I'm doing I'm like looking around the room for the adultiest adult um and so I would tell my 20 year old self like you are you are capable of like so much more than you even realize and like just like follow your gut just follow your gut because uh, your intuition is like spot on and um, start a YouTube channel right now. Please, please start a YouTube channel. And there's going to be this thing called TikTok. Hop on it immediately, immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever I ask this question, I always think like if you could have you now, like talking to you then like I always like visualize it like I always see like a visual of like the two versions of ourselves and like how powerful that would be if we could actually have that like in the moment yeah and sometimes uh, I have kind of like a weird belief I mean like time is like always thought of as this like linear thing but I feel like those past versions of ourselves and like those future versions of ourselves are sort of sometimes like our intuition that we're getting and it's all kind of sort of like happening at once in a weird way. I know that people might think I'm crazy for this. No, Um, I I think so too. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I think that like you can say something right now to your future self or to your past self that in some way like impacts how your life turns out. That sounds really insane when I say it out loud. But um, really just because like you're almost like healing too, like your inner child and just like, you know, you're still a baby at 20. I know like you have so much more life to live. And so like when you realize that and you realize like, hey, I'm going to be in a way different position in like another seven years than I am right now. What do I think my future self would tell me considering how far I've got? since I was 20. And so like, it's just a very interesting place to be. I love that question. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And I I don't think you're crazy about that at all. Like I'm completely there with you. Thank you. (laughs) But yeah, this is so good. I was expecting to be delusional and I freaking loved it. I was like, yes. Yes. (laughs) I'm so glad. That's like literally, I tell people that all the time and they're just like, what? I'm like, yeah, you just have to be delusional. And they're like, okay, I guess. (laughs) 
know. But yeah, awesome. And where where can we find you? Where can we stalk you? Where can we see everything about you? Yeah, so you can find me on TikTok and on Instagram at Lexi.diy, on YouTube at LexiDIY, Pinterest, LexiDIY, and I'm on Amazon Live. So that's really fun, LexiDIY on there. And um, all of those links are in any of my bios. And uh, yeah, so that's where you can find me. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'd love if you can leave me a review on iTunes. Please feel free to share it with any friends you think the story would resonate with. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.